1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal
3: Audio Programme.
4: Premier League, Saturday, 29th of September, 2018. Arsenal v Watford Kick-off 3pm Contents The Manager The Captain Voice of Arsenal Player Feature Alex Iwobi The Academy Unique Achievement On This Day 100 Reasons to Love Century Stats Programme Feature Quote Match Action Arsenal v Everton Arsenal Women Visitors Watford Life at the Top Match Action Arsenal v Brentford Teams
5: The Head Coach Unai Emery Info Born Honda Aribia Spain November 3rd 1971 Previous Clubs as Manager Lorca Deportivo Almeria, Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. Head coach Unai Emery, looking to capitalise on the momentum the team has built up in the past few weeks. We have won six matches in a row now and I was happy with the way we performed against Brentford on Wednesday. I believe we are in a good way but we need to continue improving and continue working to do better in the next matches. It was a good 90 minutes for us on Wednesday. We continued working collectively and individually on our tactics and I think the players involved will have taken confidence from the result. We actually played against Brentford in pre-season, so we knew about their strengths. The first half was very good because we didn't concede a lot of chances to arrive in our box and our pressing was very good for recovering the ball. They demanded a lot from us in our build-up with our positioning, starting with our goalkeeper. We showed some very good work and we are continuing to improve. Brentford are a good team with some very good players. They are organised and are very good tactically so it was a good game for us to win. It was pleasing to give Emil Smith-Rowe his first start for Arsenal too. He's improving. He's grown up here and is an Arsenal Academy graduate. In pre-season and also on Wednesday he worked very well. He needs to continue taking responsibility to grow his confidence and also with the ball, continuing improving on being calmer because in the second half, he arrived twice in the box in a very good position and we need to also improve in this situation for giving us big chances to score. We need to give Emil the opportunities in training to show his progress and we need to give him minutes in games too. He had a good pre-season and was performing very well for the under-23s too. We want to continue the process of bringing players from the under-23s into our team. Danny Welbeck scored another two goals too, which was vital for us winning the game. Danny gives us his quality and also his commitment every day. Performances from him like the one he showed on Wednesday really help the team, and that's something we of course want. He gives me another option to use in the starting eleven today, ...because he's been doing very well and with a lot of commitment. It's good for me that, whoever I pick to start, I can look at the bench... ...and know that I have good players there who are ready to help us when we need them. It will be interesting to manage against Xavi Gracia today. He's a good competitive coach and I think he's given Watford his organised mentality. They're very aggressive with their pressing against the opposition... The players have helped to show his quality and they're having a big start to the season. I played with him at Real Sociedad for a year. I know him and I respect him a lot. To win against Watford, we will need to make sure that we win the individual duels and tactically and physically be fully concentrated so that we are able to impose our ideas on the game. September has been a very busy time for us and I want to thank you all very much for supporting us in the stadium. When you play four matches in ten days at home, it can be difficult to always attend. So I want to make clear that the club appreciates you coming back every few days and standing with the team. Our results this month have been good. I feel we are on a good way, but the Premier League is a very difficult competition because we need to keep giving our best performances in every game to be successful. We will give our best to make that happen. Enjoy the game. From Emery Angle. Every matchday programme, we provide extra insight into the life and times of our head coach. We revealed in the Brentford programme that Unai first got to know first-team coach Pablo Villanueva during the pair's playing spell together at Racing de Ferrol. But it was in 2002-2003 when Unai moved from Racing de Ferrol to Leganes, a team from the outskirts of Madrid, that he crossed paths with his current right-hand man, assistant head coach Juan Carlos Carcedo. The pair played a single season together, Unai playing 28 games and picking up the only red card of his career while fellow midfielder Juan Carlos played 15 matches. Juan Carlos, another feisty presence on the touchline, also saw red that season, along with seven yellow cards. By season 2002-2003, Pablo Villanueva was also playing for Leganes, so the managerial team of the future started to take shape. In the Leicester issue, we will draw Unai's playing days to a close at Lorca Deportivo, where it all began for his star studded coaching career. Unai was speaking to Rob Kelly. <laughs>
3: The captain, Laurent Kozylny, born Thule, France, September 10th, 1985, joined Arsenal from Lorient on July 2nd, 2010, previous clubs, Guingom, Tours, Lorient. Arsenal debut, v Liverpool, away in the league on August 15th, 2010, drew 1-1, first Arsenal goal. The Bolton Wanderers at home in the league, September eleventh, two thousand 2010, one one Arsenal Honours FA Cup Winner 2014-2015-2017 Community Shield Winner 2014-2015 The captain is hopeful that Arsenal can record a fourth home win in the space of two weeks. Today we are playing our fourth home game in a row against Watford. So far our series has been excellent with three wins out of three and I'm obviously hoping we can make it four on the bounce. Before the encounter with Vorskla in the Europa League, I remember writing how difficult it would be to win the four matches simply because despite having the home advantage, teams usually make it really hard for us when they come to the Emirates and psychologically it is not easy to play all those games back-to-back in three different competitions. However, we have been very strong and solid until now, and I'm confident the boys will do the job against Watford as well. It would be a great achievement. The game against Brentford in the Carabao Cup on Wednesday was very interesting, I thought. First of all, I am really pleased for Danny. His brace is a credit to how hard... He works in training and what a great player he is. It is not easy for him with Laka and Alba to compete with. But he never moans and he keeps working, waiting for an opportunity to impress the coach. He took his chance on Wednesday and did very well. His ratio of minutes played to goals scored is remarkable so far this season. He scored against West Ham Voskula, and in midweek, it is great for his confidence and his momentum. Then I thought it was a solid performance from us against a good side. Even in the second half, when they came back to two one, we never panicked and kept our calm and focus. Laka scored again, which is great for him. He is on a roll now, and that will boost his confidence for the next games. I really enjoyed Danny's second goal, by the way. What a team goal! It was breathtaking. The boss must be really happy that the boys reproduced in the game what they practice all the time at training. This is his philosophy, being able to play quickly from the back, play with a lot of verticality and directness and scoring. The ball from Bernd to Stefan is great. Then Mickey, Alex, Nacho and Danny to finish. It was the perfect collective goal. The movement, the pace, the efficiency, everything was spot on. Let's not forget that Unai Emery, who has only been at the club for three months, we still need time to adapt to him and his methods. But this goal showed that we are on the right path. The game in the Carabao Cup proved again that we will need all our squad committed, engaged and focused throughout the season if we want to be successful. Everyone will have a role to play this season. I also liked the fact that VAR was in action for the first time at the Emirates on Wednesday. I am all for video assistance. Referees need some help at times. It is important though that the reviews and their decisions have to come quickly. If they don't, it breaks the rhythm of the game. We host Watford today, which will be a tough game. We are back into Premier League competition and we won't take this game lightly. Watford have had a good start to the season, losing just once so far against Manchester United and beating Tottenham in the league a few weeks ago as well. They have a Spanish manager too, like us, and the team is well organised, hard to play against and can play as well. Up front, Grey is a threat and they have talented players like Dacour, Capoue and Pereira. Like I said earlier, we want to continue our great home run. We could also win a 7th game in a row in all competitions today. So we will stay humble, focused and we will keep working hard for the team. Finally, just a quick word on my recovery. It is going really well. I am training with more intensity now, although I need to rest my tendon. I am currently ahead of schedule in my rehabilitation, which I am really pleased about. However, I don't want to cut corners. I want to come back when I am fully ready and I can focus 100% on the game I will play, more than worrying about how I would feel during or after it. Trust me, I can't wait to be back on the pitch, but I have to be wise as well. Rushing my return would not be a good thing, and I am happy how things are going at the moment. Thanks for your support.
1: Voice of Arsenal Carabao Cup Draw Tonight. The draw for the fourth round of the Carabao Cup will be made this evening. We secured our place in the last 16 of this season's competition with a 3 1 victory over Brentford on Wednesday night, and we'll learn our next opponents live during the EFL's highlights programme on Quest. The draw is scheduled to take place at 9 pm UK time this coming Saturday. The fourth round matches will take place during the week commencing Monday, October 29th. Here are the ball numbers of all of our potential opponents. 1. AFC Bournemouth 2. Arsenal 3. Blackpool 4. Burton Albion 5. Chelsea 6. Crystal Palace 7. Derby County 8. Fulham 9. Leicester City, 10, Manchester City, 11, Middlesbrough, 12, Norwich City, 13, Nottingham Forest, 14, Tottenham Hotspur, 15, West Ham United, 16, Everton or Southampton. Tied to be played on Tuesday, October 2nd. Welcome, Con Sullivan. We'd all like to welcome our former goalkeeper Con Sullivan to Emirates Stadium for this afternoon's match. Con, who played 32 games for us in the mid 1950s, celebrated his 90th birthday last month and has been invited as a guest of the club today. A belated happy birthday, Con, and we hope you enjoy your day. Hopefully, we can celebrate with three points. Well in form. Danny Welbeck has made an excellent start to the season and his double against Brentford in the Carabao Cup on Wednesday saw him become the first Premier League player to score in three different club competitions in 2018-19. Welbs, who came off the bench to score in the Premier League against West Ham at the end of August, also netted our third in the Europa League against Forsklar Poltava before his brace in midweek. Congratulations Welbs, we're looking forward to plenty more goals this season. Follow us on social media. Not following us on social media yet? Keep up to date with everything in the world of Arsenal by checking us out on these platforms: Facebook.com/arsenal, Twitter.com/arsenal, Instagram.com/arsenal, at official AFC. YouTube.com slash Arsenal Flickr.com slash Photos slash Official Arsenal Dugout.com slash Arsenal Bag it In every domestic programme this season, kit partner Puma is giving away this classy Arsenal shoulder bag. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Which players scored our 1,000th home Premier League goal when we last played Watford? Email your answer, including your full name and address, to program at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal magazine. All entries to us by Friday, October the eleventh, please. One entry per person. Come and meet Charlie. Charlie George will be signing copies of the new history book, Arsenal the Complete Record, at the Tollington Arms on Monday, october the fifteenth from 7 p.m. The man who scored the winner in the 1971 FA Cup final is featured in the book, which is released that day. The publication includes every single first-team lineup from every game in the club's history, as well as write-ups on every season, player profiles and a host of stats and records. The book will be available to buy on the evening, but if you can't make it along, you can order your copy from decoubertin.co.uk arsenal. Fans Forum meets new leaders. The Arsenal Supporters Forum met before our match against Everton. Chief Executive Ivan Gazidis explained the thinking behind his difficult decision to leave for AC Milan and introduced members to Head of Football Raul Sanlehi and Managing Director Vinay Venkatesham. They spoke about their ambition to make fans proud and keep the club true to its values. The forum welcomed several new members and discussed a wide range of topics. These included the proposed takeover by Kronka Sport and Entertainment, prices for young supporters, improving communications for travelling fans around European fixtures, financial fair play and which music should be played when the teams come out. Fan members of the supporters' forum are as follows. 16-21 to year old representative Zach Wagman. New member. Arsenal Supporters Club Domestic, TBC. Arsenal Supporters Club Overseas, Las Lundstedt. AISA representative, John Williamson. New member. Disabled supporter, Anne Hyde. Club level, Stephen Downey. Family enclosure, Ryan Maskery. Gold member, Robert Kramer. New member. Red member, Sarah Kopok. Over 60-year-old John Theta, new member. Ethnic Minority Representative Vic Datani. Gay Supporter Representative Dave Raval. Red Action member Raymond Halihi, new member. Shareholder Simon Stern, new member. Away Scheme member Soren Hurami. AST member Steve Cooper. Women's Representative Suzanne Goodband. New member, coming up Monday. The under twenty three s travelled to Leicester in Premier League two. Thursday, we're away at Carabag in the Europa League. Five fifty five p.m. kickoff. On this day, nineteen sixty nine, Ray Kennedy makes his debut. Nineteen eighty four, Per Mertesacker is born. Nineteen ninety nine, Barcelona one, Arsenal one. Tweet, I know what it's like to be an Arsenal fan. I've supported the club my whole life. At EmilesMithrow. Report it. Antisemitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a matchday steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting "foul" to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team and supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. Ref Watch, Anthony Taylor This afternoon's referee is Anthony Taylor from Wythenshaw. The 39-year-old actually took charge of our 4-0 Premier League win over Watford in April 2016. Mr Taylor refereed five of our matches in 2015-16, three in 2016-17, four last season and one so far this campaign. And here's our full record under him. 2015 to 16 Arsenal 1 Chelsea nil community shield Arsenal 1 yellow card Arsenal 3 Man United nil PL Arsenal 1 yellow card Arsenal 1 Newcastle United nil PL Arsenal 2 yellow cards Arsenal 4 Watford nil PL Arsenal 1 yellow card Manchester City 2, Arsenal 2, PL. Arsenal one yellow card. 2016 to 17. Arsenal 5, Lincoln nil, FA Cup QF. Arsenal two yellow cards. Middlesbrough 1, Arsenal 2, PL. Arsenal two yellow cards. Arsenal 2, Chelsea 1, FA Cup final. Arsenal four yellow cards. 2017 to 18. Arsenal 3 Bournemouth nil PL Arsenal 2 Chelsea 2 PL Arsenal 3 yellow cards Tottenham Hotspur 1 Arsenal nil PL Arsenal 1 yellow card Newcastle United 2 Arsenal 1 PL 2018 to 19 Cardiff City 2 Arsenal 3 PL Arsenal 4 yellow cards P – 13, W – 9, D – 2, L – 2, F – 29, A – 9, AFC – 22, YC. Matchball Sponsor. Happy Birthday, Alan. We hope you enjoy your Lad's Day Out. League Champions 1930-1931 to Nineteen thirty two to thirty three, nineteen thirty three to thirty four, nineteen thirty four to thirty five, nineteen thirty seven to thirty eight, nineteen forty seven to forty eight, nineteen fifty two to fifty three, nineteen seventy to seventy one, nineteen eighty eight to eighty nine, nineteen ninety to ninety one, nineteen ninety seven to ninety eight, two thousand and one to two, two thousand and three to four, FA Cup winners nineteen thirty, 1930, nineteen thirty six, nineteen fifty, nineteen seventy one, nineteen seventy nine, nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety eight, two thousand and two, two thousand and three, two thousand and five, two thousand and fourteen, two thousand and fifteen, two thousand and seventeen. League Cup winners nineteen eighty six to eighty seven, nineteen ninety two to ninety three. Charity Community Shield winners, 1930, 1931, 1933, 1934, 1938, 1948, 1953, 1991, shared, 1998, 1999, 2002, 2004, 2014, 2015, 2017. Fairs Cup winners, 1969-70. to European Cup Winners Cup Winners 1993-94 to FA Youth Cup Winners 1966-1971-1988-1994 2000-2001-2009 Arsenal Football Club 75 Drayton Park London N5 1BU 0207 619 Website www.arsenal.com Email programme at arsenal.co.uk Directors Sir Chips Keswick, Chairman Ken Fryer, OBE Ivan Gazidis, CEO Richard Carr Lord Harris of Peckham Stan cranker Josh Cranker Head of Football Raoul Sanlehi Managing Director Vinay Venkatesham. Secretary David Miles. Head Coach Unai Emery.
4: Player Interview Alex Awobi. Words by Nick Brumsack. It's clear to see that Alex Awobi is loving life under Unai Emery. Our number 17 has made a striking start to the season, his creativity, skill and dynamism catching the eye whenever he's been called upon. Noticeably sharp in his movement, Alex attributes much of his early season good form to the freedom and confidence our new head coach has instilled in his games that's taking over this summer. Alex's fine form has been noticed by fans, our coaching staff and his teammates alike. If you look at Alex, he has everything, Lauren Koscielny said in the Everton programme. He is strong physically, quick, good technically and his movement is good. He needs to be more efficient and clinical so he scores and assists more. Alex is determined to meet our captain's demands and build further on his encouraging start to the campaign this afternoon against the side he'll always have fond memories of facing at Emirates Stadium. Firstly, Alex, what were your thoughts on Wednesday's win over Brentford? In the first half, we did really well, but maybe we took our foot off the pedal a bit. They came back into it with the goal and made it tough for us in the second half, but we made sure we got that third goal and won it. The only negative is that we didn't keep a clean sheet, but let's be real, it was a great goal. Another two goals for Danny Welbeck on Wednesday, and one more for Laka too. Our strikers have already scored 11 goals this season and look bang in form. That's true, and it's really good for the team to see everyone scoring. It's definitely going to give you Nigh a headache when it comes to picking the team for upcoming games. Everyone's growing in confidence, and when they're all scoring goals, it makes things a lot easier for us to perform as a team. At the moment, it looks as though the team are combining really well, no matter who plays. Is that testament to how you've worked in training? Yeah, everyone's involved, even the youngsters like Eddie Nikita, Joe Willock and Emil Smith-Rowe. Emil made his first start against Brentford, and you could see how comfortable he was in that environment and around the group. It really helps us all because we're all involved in training and we're all getting together and enjoying it. We scored some excellent team goals this season too, notably yours against Chelsea. That's the way Arsenal have been playing for years nice, stylish football. We want to make sure we finish those moves with goals, and that's happened a couple of times this season. The main thing is that we're scoring a lot of goals. Wednesday's win was our sixth in a row. Things really seem to be clicking. What are the main reasons for that? Uni has instilled a winning mentality. We're just ready to fight in every game, not just to fight for ourselves but for the coaching staff and the fans too. We really want to win every game and we'll do our best to provide that. Of course the summer brought with it, big change. What are the main differences you've noticed since Unite Emery was appointed? They are both great managers and I respect them both so much. Under a new head coach, the training is obviously different. The tactics and their pressing are slightly different as everyone has seen. All the players are on the same page and we're enjoying this good run at the moment. What about your start to the season? You must be really pleased. Of course, but you mentioned Laka, Danny and Orba scoring goals earlier, and that's the only thing with me. I need to get myself into that category as well. Obviously the main thing is what the team do well, but if I can get a few more goals, that will be a bonus too. I'm working every day in training. The main thing that the boss dresses with me is that to get into the positions to score. I scored against Brentford, but I was offside. I had another chance too, and I just need to convert them. He's happy with me getting into those positions, and the next step is to convert the chances. Laurent Koscielny spoke in glowing terms about you in his programme notes recently. What did you make of what he said? Yeah, I saw that. It was nice to hear, especially from someone like Lolo. He's very experienced and has had a great career. He's a big character in the changing room, so for him to say that about me is really confidence-boosting, I'm glad that he notices that I'm always working hard and want to give my best for the team. Where do you feel you've improved over the summer? I'm more positive and more confident with the ball. The boss has basically told me that if something doesn't work, just keep going and don't dwell on it. He's told me to stop being so critical and to just keep trying no matter what happens, no matter if things don't go as I want them to. That's given me a lot more confidence to try a few more things, like beat a player, to shoot more. I'm always ready to get on the ball a bit more, so I guess it's helped in that sense. I've lost a bit of weight because of the intense training and I think it's made me a bit sharper. It's Watford this afternoon. Matches against them at Emirates Stadium bring back nice memories for you. Yeah, I scored my first home goal for Arsenal against them. At the time, you don't really take in what you've done, but I remember at the end of the game when people were bigging me up. That's when it started to sink in and it made me think, wow, I've scored at home for Arsenal in the Premier League. Scoring my first goal made me realise again how much I wanted to establish myself here and be the best I can be. That moment was amazing and so were the couple of weeks after. I think I celebrated it by going to Nando's with my family. I love a Nando's. Sometimes I go there incognito so people don't notice me. And games against Watford mean a reunion with Isaac success, who you know well. We always have a great laugh when we see each other. Whenever he's around the Nigeria team, he's a big character. He's so funny and a very lively guy. I get on with him well. He's a nice guy and a real problem on the pitch, but hopefully we can handle him and his team today. Iwobi Info. Born Lagos, Nigeria, May 3rd, 1996. Joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2012. Arsenal debut, v Sheffield Wednesday away, League Cup, October 27th 2015, lost 3-0. First goal, v Everton away, Premier League, March 19th 2016, One 2 nil. International experience, 21 Nigeria Caps, five goals.
5: Stars of the Future, Arsenal Academy. Young Gun, Matthew Dennis Match Reports Big wins over Liverpool and Norwich Lone Stars Updates from Germany and the EFL Familiar Faces Arsenal Youth and Watford have history In every programme this season we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams profiling our Young Guns and bringing you all the latest news and match reports Young Gun, Matthew Dennis born Mill Hill, London... April 15th, 2002 Height and weight 6 foot 82 kilograms Joined As a scholar Summer 2018 Position Winger Boots Adidas Predators It's been a bit of a mixed start to my career as a scholar. I had a decent but very draining pre-season. It took some time to get used to the physical demands of training every day. But once I did, I was ready to go. I played three pre-season games, but unfortunately I got injured in the first match of the season against Aston Villa. I tore the ligaments in my ankle, and I won't be back in full training until next week. I think being injured has made me realise how much I really value training and playing, and it gives you an extra motivation to make the most of every second when I get back. Going back to last season, before I was offered a scholarship – I think that the coaches felt that I wasn't fully focused. They decided to send me to train for two weeks with the under-18s. That was a real eye-opener for me. I saw what was needed. I saw how the first-year scholars were expected to apply themselves. I went back after those two weeks and I think they saw that I had benefited, that I was itching to get back playing, and then offered me a scholarship. I've also learnt a lot about injuries and the recovery process in recent weeks. I've been doing exactly as I've been told, and eating even better to aid recovery. Some people struggle when injured, because they try to break the boredom and maybe go out and socialise. That's not an option for me. I'm simply not allowed out on a weekday or before games. My dad makes sure of that. I did previously have an insight as to the differences of under-18s football compared to schoolboy games when I was 15. I travelled with the under-19s to the Dallas Cup. I played four games and it struck me how much faster they were, but what made the biggest impression on me was that the approach was more serious and more professional. I could see the standards I would have to achieve. I first joined Arsenal when I was six years old. I was playing in a tournament for my local side in Mill Hill and a scout approached my dad and invited me for a trial. I had also been approached by Chelsea and had a trial with them too. Both wanted to sign me, but my dad said that we should go with Arsenal, which I was happy about because I was a fan. Although Arsenal saw me playing in midfield, when I joined I mostly played as a full-back or centre-back. After a while though I moved more into midfield, and now I play mainly on the wing. I'm quite quick and powerful and I'm now looking to try and add goals this year and to further improve the quality of my crossing. My main target is to try and become more consistent in every game. That comes from working hard in training and listening to my coaches. I hope that will mean plenty of games for the under 18s and, hopefully, even be involved with the under 23s. Q&A Who got you into playing football? My dad. First memory of football. Playing in the park with my dad. Who was your childhood hero? Ronaldinho. Which team did you support as a child? Arsenal. What's the best goal of all time? Zlatans against England. If you had to sing one song to save your life? Passenger. Another sport I'm good at is basketball. What's your favourite training drill? 11 versus 11. Most talk to person on WhatsApp? My mum, info, phone, iPhone 8, favourite footballer, Paul Pogba, the best trophy to win in football is World Cup, fave console, PS4, the best social media platform is Instagram, Matthew Dennis O2, favourite musician, ZZ, my ideal holiday destination is Jamaica, favourite TV series, Empire. Best film I've seen recently, Incredibles 2. The best thing about being at Arsenal is, I enjoy the challenge of being at a big club and the coaching. The player I look up to most is Ainsley Maitland-Niles. My ideal cheat meal is pizza. On my days off, I usually spend time with my family. Under-18 coach Kwame Ampadu on Matthew. Matthew is a versatile and strong midfielder who contributes in all areas of the field. He's been with us at Hale End Academy from the earliest possible stage and as a schoolboy his most common starting position was on the right side of midfield. But over time he's also proven that he can contribute goals and assists from the middle of the park. He will continue working on his understanding of the game this season. Arsenal Academy, Premier League 2 Friday, September 21st, Meadow Park Arsenal, under-23s, 4 Liverpool, under-23s, 0 Arsenal scorers Saka, 22 Nicotea, 25 and 90 Willock, 79 Our defence keeps back-to-back clean sheets for the first time this season Saka scores first goal at under-23 level Nicotea hits a brace either side of half-time Our under-23s extended their unbeaten run to five Premier League 2 fixtures as they beat Liverpool 4-0 at Meadow Park. The visitors had the first sight of goal when Adam Lewis stepped up for a free kick from 20 yards and fired his curling effort wide of the post. Moments later, Bobby Adekanya cut in from the right wing and tried his luck from the edge of the box, but Dejan Ilyev was equal to his left-footed strike. Liverpool continued to push forward as they looked for an opener, but this provided us with space to attack, and in the 22nd minute, Bukeo Saka broke the deadlock with his first goal at under-23 level. The 17-year-old linked up with Eddie Nicotea on the counter and charged into the box before firing into the bottom right corner with a composed finish. Less than two minutes later, Nicotea found the back of the net for his fourth goal of the season. Pressing from the front, Nicotea forced a mistake out of the Liverpool defence and pounced on a loose ball to double our advantage with a simple finish. Tyrese John-Jules then fired wide from close range, before forcing a stunning save from Kamil Gabra on the stroke of half-time. Nicotea started brightly once again after the break and found a yard of space inside the box, but his low-driven effort was turned behind for a corner. The visitors came close to pulling one back on the hour mark, when Adekayan fired into what looked like an open goal. But Daniel Ballard slid in to make an exceptional goal-line clearance. It was an instinctive decision, and we were under a lot of pressure, said Ballard after the game. At that time, we knew that if we conceded, then it would have been a hard end to the game. So we were all fighting to keep a clean sheet. It was just an instinctive moment and a good clearance in the end. Nicotia then came close with two strikes in quick succession, before Joe Willock made it three in the 79th minute. Saka received the ball on the left wing and played Willock in on goal, who made no mistake in finding the bottom right corner with a cool finish. Nicotia continued to threaten and deep into stoppage time he received the ball inside the box, turned his marker and found the back of the net with a drilled strike past Gabra. We won 4-0, and if you look at the clear-cut chances, then it could have maybe been 7 or 8-0. So that's the only downside, said head coach Freddie Lundberg. We need to get better at our finishing, but as a coach I can't be disappointed. I'm very happy. I've changed a few things since I've arrived here, and I want more of certain things. But I speak to the players a lot, and it's important that they believe in my philosophy, and they do. Goal scorer Saka started in his preferred left wing position for the first time this season and Lundberg was heavily encouraged by what he saw from the 17-year-old. Bukeo is a great talent and played very, very well today, said Lundberg. We've given him 15 minutes here and 20 minutes there to help him get used to the tempo, the speed and strength of opponents and he's taken it in his stride. He's just going to get better and better, keep his head down and keep on working. Arsenal team, Iliev, Plegadzuelo, substitute 47, Medley, Ballard, Bola, Wilcock, Oleinka, substitute 88th minute, Burton, substitute 74th minute, Saka, John Jules, Nikatea, Subs, Hine, Oluwu 47, Smith, 74, Omoli 88, Coyle. Under-18 Premier League, Saturday, September 22nd, Colney Training Centre, Norwich City Under-18, 1, Arsenal Under-18, 5, Norwich Scorer, Barkerson, 40th minute, Arsenal Scorers, Greenwood, 23rd, 44, Clark 44, Balogun, 53, Coyle, 90, Ampadu's side climb to second in the Under-18 Premier League. Summer signing Greenwood maintains fine form Balogun scores fourth goal of the season so far Sam Greenwood scored a first half brace as the under-18s ran out 5-1 winners over Norwich City Flo Balogun started brightly and continually looked to charge at the Canaries defence before eventually forcing a foul on the edge of the box Greenwood stepped up to take the resulting free kick and found the top left corner with a beautiful curling effort The home side then went on to equalise through Atlee Barkerson, who pounced on a loose ball inside the box and fired into an empty net. But less than a minute before the break, we restored our lead. Ben Cottrell's dangerous corner delivery was cleared off the line, before Greenwood latched on to the clearance and slammed home for his second goal of the afternoon. Following a free-flowing attacking move, Harry Clark furthered our advantage with a thumping finish into the roof of the net, and in the 53rd minute, Balogun made it four. The pacey forward turned his marker inside the box with a fine piece of improvised skill, before drilling his right-footed effort into the bottom left corner. Louis Lomas' handball offered Matt Smith the opportunity to mark his name on the score sheet. But Billy Johnson produced a diving save to deny our captain from twelve yards. Unfazed by his miss, Smith would go on to be architect for our final goal of the afternoon as he picked out Trey Coyle inside the box, who found the back of the net with a powerful near post effort. Arsenal 11. Oconquo. Daly Campbell. Lopez. Smith. McGinnis. Substitute 78th minute. Spencer Adams. Greenwood. Clark, Bologan, substitute 81st minute, Coyle, Cottrell, substitute 78th minute, Subs, Hine, Matthews, 81, Martin, Biozu 78, Flaherty, 71, Rice Starts, Macy Stars, Matt Macy, saved a penalty for Plymouth Argyle at the weekend, but the Pilgrims were ultimately beaten 2-1 away at Charlton Athletic. Graham Carey gave the visitors the lead, before Carlin Grant restored parity with just 12 minutes played. The hosts were then awarded a penalty before half-time, with our on-loan goalkeeper making a fine save to deny, Lyle Taylor. But Grant would have the last word, winning the game for Charlton with a late goal. Meanwhile, Rice Nelson made his first Bundesliga start as Hoffenheim won 3-1 at Hanover. Our Loney was replaced at half-time by Steven Zuber, while fellow Arsenal Loney Takuma Asano was introduced after 65 minutes for the hosts. Big game for the under-23s. Our under-23s have made a fine start to the season, and Freddie Lundberg's team returned to action on Monday, when they travelled to Leicester. Lundberg's side are unbeaten in their last five matches, but face a stern test against Leicester who have also taken 11 points from their first six games of the campaign. A win at Holmes Park could see our under-23s, Premier League 2 champions last season, go top of the table. We've scored 15 goals in our first six matches of the campaign, with Eddie Nicotia netting four of those and Emil Smith-Rau and Joe Willock each weighing in with a couple. In fact, no fewer than nine players have scored for the under-23s already in 2018-19. Arsenal Academy It's Dean been a while. Much was made about Nico Yanaris' unique achievement of being a mascot for the Gunners, working his way through the academy age groups, playing first-team football for the Gunners and then captaining Brentford against us on Wednesday night and it was pointed out on social media after the match that there was an extra wrinkle to Nico's interesting tale: The man in the middle when seven-year-old Nico was mascot was also the referee on Wednesday night, long-serving official Mike Dean. Another Emil Stone It was a special night for Academy star Emil Smith-Rowe on Wednesday when he made his first start for the Gunners' first team. Emile played for 64 minutes and came close to scoring in the first half when he produced a typically dynamic surge into the Brentford box. Emile has become the 82nd player to come through the Arsenal Academy to play for the first team since 1996. Arsenal Academy Familiar Faces One member of our squad has in-depth knowledge of Watford, having represented them during the 2013-14 season. Hector Bellerin made eight championship appearances during his loan spell with the Hornets, becoming the latest in a long line of Arsenal youth players to have gone on to represent Watford. There's a strong link between the two clubs in this respect. Jermaine Pennant had two loan spells at Vicarage Road during his time as an Arsenal player, while Paolo Vanazza joined our training ground neighbours after leaving us in 2000. Previously, one of our greatest ever graduates, club legend Pat Rice, spent the final four years of his playing career at Watford, helping them to finish second in Division 2. The Academy alumni, Mark Howard, tracking down a former Academy player as they make their mark elsewhere in professional football. Former Academy goalkeeper Mark Howard has gone on to enjoy a successful career all over Britain after leaving us in 2006. Having come through the youth system, Howard never made a senior appearance for us, though he did play in Martin Keown's testimonial in 2004 and was on the bench for the 2005 Community Shield. The Southwark-born goalkeeper did make his debut in that season, whilst on loan at Falkirk, making eight SPL appearances over the course of the season. He went on to join Cardiff City after leaving us, But featured only twice before joining South Wales' rival Swansea City on loan. A return north of the border brought with it a three-year stint with St Mirren, where Howard featured regularly before joining Aberdeen for a season. A campaign in the Championship with Blackpool was next for the keeper, but Howard was again on the move in the summer of 2012, this time to play for Sheffield United. While with the Blades, Howard made more than 100 appearances in all competitions over four years, but left to join Bolton Wanderers in 2016. He played 29 times in the 2016-17 season, helping the Trotters to promotion from League One, and was then part of the squad that ensured their championship status on the final day of the 2017-18 campaign. Howard is now back for his second spell with Blackpool and kept a clean sheet against QPR in a Caribou Cup third-round victory on Tuesday night. Words, Lambros Lambrou, Aidan Small, Nick Brumsack.
3: Unique achievement. 100 consecutive years in the top flight. Throughout season 2018-19, The Matchday programme is celebrating Arsenal's 100 consecutive years in the top flight of English football. Ready to pop the
6: question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door.
3: This issue, we salute our unique achievement with a 1982 83 cover design and analysis of that season's edition. Remembering a Thierry Henry masterclass from 2001. 100 Reasons to Love Arsenal. The Story Behind the Stat, 1753. A classic Arsene quote. He was just a year early. Tales of the Century, the incredible 1937
0: 38 season.
1: On this day, 100 consecutive years in the top flight. Derby County nil, Arsenal 2, Saturday, September 29th, 2001. Granit Shaka became the 13th Arsenal player to score directly from a free kick, with his goal against Newcastle two weeks ago. But one man is head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to scoring set pieces. Thierry Henry struck 12 times from direct free kicks in the Premier League, seven more than Robin van Persie and Alexis Sanchez, including this one in a 2-0 win over Derby County on this day in 2001. On a day when goalkeeper Richard Wright made his Gunners debut after a high-profile transfer from Ipswich Town in the summer and Martin Keown received his marching orders for the 10th time in his career, Henri still managed to make the headlines. He opened the scoring after 21 minutes, dispatching his free kick into the top corner after Francis Jeffers was felled 20 yards out. It was just what the Gunners needed after a disappointing Champions League defeat to Panathinaikos in Greece three days earlier. But Keown's dismissal, for a second bookable offence just before the hour mark, meant that even after Henri made it 2-0 from the penalty spot on 63 minutes, the points weren't safe. Wright needed to stand firm on his first appearance in the Gunners' goal and made a fine save from Fabrizio Ravenelli's own free kick to preserve his clean sheet. The win took Arsenal top of the table after seven games played on goal difference from Manchester United and Leeds United, but the Guardian report said it was a rare cheery afternoon down Highbury way. Arsenal had lost three of their opening ten games in all competitions and were certainly not being talked about as double winners at this stage. But that's exactly what Arsene Wenger, two days shy of five years in charge on this day, guided his team to, emulating the achievement of four seasons earlier. Henri ended the campaign with 32 goals in all competitions, and Wright played enough to earn a championship winner's medal, keeping three clean sheets in his 12 league outings.
4: 100 Reasons to Love Arsenal We know there are far more reasons than that, and every supporter will have their own favourite, distinctive aspects of the club that makes them feel especially proud to be a gunner. But to mark our 100 years of our top-flight football, we've picked out a century of such reasons. We'd love to hear your own, though. Tell us via Twitter, using hashtag ReasonsToLoveArsenal. Number 13. Statues On just one quick lap of the podium, you can have your photo taken with five major figures from the club's history. Ken Fryer, Herbert Chapman, Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and Tony Adams. Not tried it yet? Number 14, Flowers in the Boardroom. The Flowers in the Boardroom and VIP lounge on match days are always in the colours of the visiting team. This convention dates back to the 1920s. Number 15, Cricket at Highbury. Between 1949 and 1955, Highbury hosted three friendly matches between an Arsenal 11 and the MCC, The first was a benefit for Dennis Compton, who played for England in both sports, while the last was a benefit match for his brother Leslie. The other, played under floodlights in August 1952, was for Middlesex's Test cricketer Jack Young. Number 16, Arsenal for Everyone. The club are very proud of being an open, accessible institution, as the mission statement says... Our Arsenal for Everyone programme drives our culture through innovative policies and initiatives to ensure everyone connected to Arsenal Football Club, regardless of age, disability, ethnicity, gender identity, marriage or civil partnership, pregnancy or maternity, religion or belief, sex and sexual orientation. Feels like they belong to the Arsenal family. (laughs) Number 17, the Audio Matchday programme. Did you know we produce an audio version of every edition of the Matchday programme? Did you know it's free? Did you know it's available to everyone? Contact disability at arsenal.co.uk to find out more. Number 18. Good Old Arsenal. Good Old Arsenal, we're proud to say that name, while we'll sing this song, we'll win the game. The catchy tune, lyrics written by Jimmy Hill, was our 1971 FA Cup final song, bringing the team luck as they completed the league and cup double. It also did well in the charts, reaching number 16. Number 16.
5: Tales of the Century 100 consecutive years in the top flight, defining seasons, the incredible 1937 38 season. Arsenal historian John Sperling selects 19 defining seasons and events from the Gunners' 100 years at the top. In the hard copy of this communication, there is a picture of the team from this season. Back row, left to right, Sidney Cartwright, Bill Crayston, Herbie Roberts, Frank Bolton, George Mayle, Ted Drake, Tom Whittaker, trainer. Front row, left to right, Alf Kirchen, George Hunt, Eddie Hapgood, George Allison, manager, Leslie Jones, Cliff Bastin, Will Copping. Gunners defender George Mail recalled, I did an interview at the start of the season, where I suggested to a journalist that we were some way off winning the league. The manager, George Allenson, wasn't best pleased, but I just couldn't see how the team was good for much more, to be honest. Arsenal made no major signings in the close season to boost expectation levels. 30s legends, including David Jack and Alex James, had gone. Youngsters, including the Compton brothers, Reg Lewis and Alf Kirchin, were given their chance in the starting lineup, But battle-hardened striker Ted Drake explained, I didn't hold out any chance for us, not without Alex James in midfield. To my mind, the quality of players just wasn't there. Arsenal started the season well enough, though, and hammered title favourites Wolves 5-0 in front of over 67,000 at Highbury in September. Ted Drake and Cliff Bastin were both in sensational form, but then the Gunners appeared to peter out. After going six games without winning in October and November, the low point was a disappointing 2-1 defeat away at struggling Grimsby Town. Former Gunner Charlie Buchan wrote in the Daily Mail, Their decline is one of the surprise features of an amazing season, and one that is most unwelcome. The game cannot afford to have a poor Arsenal because there is no other team capable of supplanting them just now. Rivals Preston and Wolves, with Brentford also making an unexpected title bid, seem set to take advantage of Arsenal's collapse. As if to confirm their fall from grace, Ted Drake's list of injuries grew. He was hospitalised in April after being knocked out at Brentford in a 3-0 defeat at Griffin Park. "'Drake has been so often in the Royal Northern Hospital "'that he almost needs a permanent bed there to use whenever necessary,' "'explained Allison. "'Booed following a chastening 2-0 home defeat by the Bees in April, "'the Gunners players were clearly feeling the pressure. "'Forward Cliff Bastin, already losing his hearing, needed some time out. "'I needed to get away from the thought of football. "'It tires the brain.' I suppose I'm not thinking quite so quickly as I was 12 months ago. It's not a question of losing interest in the game, it's a matter of snap. George Swindon remembered that Alisson gave him three days off in the title run to go fishing in the middle of nowhere. The flesh may have been weak, but the spirit was still willing. Arsenal clawed themselves back into the title race, as others faltered. The crunch match came at Deepdale against high-flying Preston North End in late April. The Yorkshire Evening Post didn't rate the Gunners chances. Arsenal experienced such a bad Easter and their forwards are so out of form that it seems certain Preston will win and occupy top spot. The Gunners were slightly fortunate that they faced double chasing Preston at Deepdale a fortnight before the FA Cup final. Forward George March admitted, "We were tense and rigid for that Arsenal match. The FA Cup final was very much on our minds." In the mud, Arsenal gained a 3-1 win. The 40,000 who watched Arsenal's final home match at home to Bolton saw their team win 5-0. Man of the moment was pint-sized forward Eddie Carr. Carr only played on 12 occasions for the Gunners and a knee injury at the start of the following campaign ended his professional career. But the seven goals, including doubles at Deepdale and in the Highbury match against Bolton, he scored at the tail end of the 1937-1938 campaign, were instrumental in his side winning the title. When a steward at the front of the East Stand raised a white flag at the end of the game and signified that Wolves, their game at Sunderland had kicked off 15 minutes before Arsenal's, had lost, Arsenal players dropped to their knees in celebration and were carried off the pitch. It had been a draining experience, and their 52-point haul that season, from 42 games, was the joint lowest ever achieved by Division I champions. In arguably the most quixotic of all top-flight seasons, reigning champions Manchester City were relegated, despite being top scorers, and a mere four-point-separated bottom club West Bromwich Albion and Blackpool in 12th place. The press was grudging in its praise of the North London side. The Lancashire Evening Post claimed Arsenal found themselves once more in possession of the Championship, not so much by virtue of their old mastery and arts, but as by the late-season failure of Wolves, whose football on the whole was far more worthy of the honour. The Daily Mail was slightly more praiseworthy, pointing out they owe their success mainly to their wonderful defensive power and ability to keep the other fellows out. The critics may not have approved, but Arsenal, by the tightest of margins, were Division 1 champions once more.
3: Stat of the Century Every Premier League game, we choose an iconic stat from our 100 years in the top flight and develop the detail behind it. Games won: 1,753. In the 100 years, Arsenal have won 1,753 out of the 3,763 league games played over the 92 and a bit seasons. The biggest win was 9-1 at home to Grimsby Town in 1931. The most wins in a season was 29 in 1970-71. The first win was away to Liverpool 3-2 on September 1, 1919. The win percentage is 46.6%. The most consecutive wins was 14 From February 10th, 2002.
1: Cover feature. 100 consecutive years in the top flight. The Arsenal programme. The past remastered. Season 1982-83. To commemorate the club spending 100 consecutive years in the top flight, every league programme this season will feature a cover adapted from an iconic design from the last 100 years. Design For the 1982-83 programme, editor Gordon Ross had stuck pretty much to the same formula as the previous season. The cover was mostly white, with a centrepiece action shot from a previous game. For the corresponding issue against Watford on November 27, 1982, it was from the game against Notts County in September and was the second of six cover photographs used for the programme that season. This would prove to be Gordon's final season as editor, having taken over the role from Harry Homer in 1949. His 34 years as editor is by far the longest in the club's history, 15 years more than the present incumbent, Andy Exley. The Voice of Arsenal editorial mentioned the official opening of the JVC Indoor Centre two days before this game, and Terry Neal expanded on it in his regular column. It's unlikely at the time that Ross or Neal would know how much of a valuable asset the facility would be, not just for the club, but also the local community, over the next 23 years. A new feature for this season was a biography of each senior player, along with a center page spread of them posing in their everyday clothes. Paul Davis was the subject in this program. While not just new for the season, but new for this actual program was something that has now become an indispensable part of any football program a list of first team games that included team lineups and goal scorers. Ross had listened to fans, who had said that they preferred photos of match action from recent home games rather than away games. However, this issue featured a potpourri of snaps, including pre-match scenes, John Hollins receiving his MBE, Don Howe talking to fans, and the Make Money Girls, who were part and parcel of the club throughout the 1980s. Ross's style had become ingrained in the Arsenal programme – but a revolution was about to hit the fans for the next season. Paying the price The price of the 1982-83 to programme had risen from 35 pence the previous season to 40 pence, and was also 24 pages. This was not unexpected, as inflation in the UK was running at over 12%, and average gates were on a downward spiral, resulting in lower programme sales. The programme was printed by Greenway Harrison, who were in their third and final season of doing so. What happened? Watford had taken the first division by storm in their debut season, including an 8-0 thrashing of Sunderland, and were in second place behind Liverpool. Their long-ball tactics to Luther Blissett and the impossible-to-play John Barnes on the left wing had left many of the seasoned regulars wondering what had hit them. Arsenal, on the other hand, were struggling to find any sort of consistency, which had left them down in 13th place in the table. Scoring goals was also an issue, despite the signing of Tony Woodcock and Lee Chapman during the summer. After an even first half, which ended 1-1, Watford took control and ran out relatively easy 4-2 winners, with Brian Talbot and Stuart Robson scoring for the Gunners. In front of 34,287 fans at Highbury, Robson also scored an own goal for Watford, with current Portsmouth manager Kenny Jackett and the irrepressible Barnes, twice, also getting on the score sheet.
4: Quote of the century. It's not impossible. I know it will be difficult for us to go through the season unbeaten but if we keep the right attitude, it's possible we can do it. Arsene Wenger, Arsenal manager, 1996-2018, to September
6: 2002.
5: Match action. Sunday, September 23rd, 2018, 1600 hours, Emirates Stadium, Premier League, Attendance, 59,964 Arsenal 2, Everton 0 Match stats, total shots, Arsenal 9, Everton 10 Shots on target, Arsenal 5, Everton 6 Corners, Arsenal 5, Everton 9 Offsides, Arsenal 1, Everton 2 Fouls, Arsenal 17, Everton 12 possession, Arsenal 63%, Everton 37%, ref, Jonathan Moss, Arsenal goalscorers, Lacazette 56, Aubameyang 59, Arsenal team, number 1, Czech, number 2, Bellerin, number 20, Mustafi, number 5, Socrates, substitute, 39th minute, number 18, Monreal, number 34, Zaka, Number eleven, Torreira, Number eight, Ramsey, substitute, eightieth minute. Number ten, Erzil. Number nine, Lacazette, substitute, sixty ninth minute. Number fourteen, Aubermeyang. Substitutes number four, El Neni. Number twelve, Lichsteiner. Number sixteen, Holding, thirty ninth minute. Number seventeen, Iwobi, sixty ninth minute. Number 19, Leno. Number 23, Welbeck. Eightieth minute. Number 29, Gwendouzi. Everton team. Number 1, Pickford. Number 43, Kenny. Number 4, Keane. Number 5, Zuma. Number 12, Digne. Number 17, Gaia. Number 26, Davies. Number 11, Walcott. Substitute, seventy second minute. Number 10, Sigurdsson. Number 30, Rickarlison. Number 25, Calvert Lewin. Substitute 72nd minute. Substitutes Number 2, Holgate. Number 3, Baines. Number 14, Tosen. 72nd minute. Number 18, Schneiderlin. Number 20, Bernard. 72nd minute. Number 22, Steckelberg. Number thirty-one, Lookman. First half, the visitors had the better of the opening forty-five minutes, and took the game to us from the first whistle. Petr Cech had to be at his best to deny Rakarlinson twice and Theo Walcott, as the Everton forward line looked dangerous. At the other end, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang hit the bar with a overhit cross, while Aaron Ramsay was inches away from getting on the end of a Mesut Ozil cross. Second half. Unai Emery's men had to improve after the break, and they did. It was a moment of pure inspiration from Andre Lacazette that broke the deadlock. Ramsey fed the ball to him just inside the area, and the French striker shifted it onto his right foot before smashing a shot into the top corner, giving Jordan Pickford no chance. Just three minutes later, the Gunners doubled the lead. Lacazette won the ball in midfield, fed Ozil and although his cross was behind Aaron Ramsey the Welshman had the presence of mind to divert the ball to Aubameyang to smash home his fourth of the season The complexion of the game completely changed Arsenal were well on top now and had chances to increase the lead but were happy to settle for a fourth consecutive Premier League win and a first clean sheet of the season 153 Arsenal vs Everton is the highest-scoring fixture in Premier League history. 12. Since his debut, only Mohamed Salah, 16, has scored more Premier League goals than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. 9. Aaron Ramsey has been directly involved in nine goals in his last five Premier League games against Everton. Six goals, three assists.
1: Arsenal Women The player development programme is go. Hat-trick Fantastics Viviane Miedema's recent hat-trick against Liverpool was the first by an Arsenal player in the WSL since Gunners legend Kelly Smith in September 2014. And, like buses, the next one came in the very next home game against West Ham, courtesy of Danielle van der Donk. Let's hope for a hat-trick. PDP is up and running. Arsenal Women are delighted to announce the launch of the Arsenal Women Player Development Programme for the 2018-19 season. The scheme has more than 260 girls enrolled across five different centres and aims to support all of the girls involved in the next step of their football journey. A number of the girls from the PDP took part in a friendly match against Polish team Diamonds Academy this week. Talking of the PDP, our girls recently played host to a number of American youth teams. In three separate fixtures, girls from the under-12, under-14 and under-16 age groups faced San Francisco Glens, Downtown United and McLean Girls. Our development coaches set individual and team challenges to help the players improve their decision-making, confidence and creativity. Milestone for Mitch Emma Mitchell chalked up a special milestone when she played for the Gunners against West Ham last Sunday. The Scot made her 100th appearance since joining the club from SGC Essen in 2013. A key member of Joe Montemuro's team, the left-back has started 94 of her 100 games with six substitute appearances, and she has five goals to her name. It's been a memorable few weeks for Mitch, having been part of the Scotland team who qualified for next summer's World Cup. It's an absolute honour to have played 100 games for this amazing club, and to top it off with three points was brilliant, said Emma after the game. Three Lions Beth Mead, Leah Williamson and Jordan Nobbs have all been named in Phil Neville's squad for a series of international friendlies in October. The Lionesses will host Brazil at Meadow Lane Stadium on Saturday, October 6th, before facing Australia at Craven Cottage on Tuesday, October 9th. Full Squad Karen Bardsley Mary Earps Carly Telford Hannah Blundell Millie Bright Lucy Bronze Gabby George Alex Greenwood Steph Houghton Abby McManus Leah Williamson Izzy Christiansen, Fran Kirby, Jordan Knobs, Jill Scott, Lucy Staniforth, Kira Walsh, Farah Williams, Rachel Daly, Tony Duggan, Melissa Lawley, Beth Mead, Nikita Paris, and Jody Taylor. Thinking of you, Stephen and Steph. We were shocked and saddened to hear the news that former gunner Steph Houghton's husband, Stephen Darby, has been forced to retire from professional football after being diagnosed with motor neuron disease. Stephen, twenty nine, played for Bolton Wanderers, while Steph, of course, spent three years here. Our thoughts are with you and your family, Steph and Stephen. twenty eighteen to nineteen Arsenal Fixtures. Sunday, nineteenth of August, West Ham United, CC, three one, home game. Sunday, ninth of September, Liverpool, five nil, home game. Sunday, sixteenth of September, Lewis FC, nine nil. Wednesday, nineteenth of September, Yeovil Town, seven nil. Sunday, twenty third of September, West Ham United, four three, home game. Sunday, fourteenth of October, Chelsea, WSL. Sunday 21st of October, Reading, WSL, home game. Sunday 28th of October, Bristol City, WSL. Sunday 4th of November, Birmingham City, WSL, home game. Sunday 18th of November, Everton, WSL. Sunday 25th of November, Brighton & Hove Albion, WSL, home game. Sunday 2nd of December, Manchester City, WSL. Thursday, 6th of December, Charlton Athletic, CC, home game. Wednesday, 12th of December, Millwall-Lionesses, CC. Sunday, 6th of January, West Ham United, WSL. 8th or ninth of January, quarter Finals CC. Sunday, 13th of January, Chelsea, WSL, home game. Sunday, 27th of January, Reading, WSL. Sunday, 3rd of February, fourth round, FAC. 5th or 6th of February, Semi-Final, CC. Sunday, 10th of February, Liverpool, WSL. Sunday, 17th of February, 5th round, FAC. Thursday, 21st of February, Yeovil Town, WSL, Home Game. Saturday, 23rd of February, Final, CC. Thursday, 14th of March, Bristol City, WSL, Home Game. Sunday, 17th of March, Quarter-Final, FAC. Sunday 31st of March Birmingham City WSL Sunday 14th of April Semi-Final FAC Sunday 21st of April Everton WSL Home Game Sunday 28th of April Brighton & Hove Albion WSL Saturday 4th of May Final FAC Sunday 12th of May Manchester City WSL Home Game
3: (laughs) Visitors Watford. An in depth look at today's opposition, including the latest news from Vicarage Road, the key players, historical info, loads of stats, and some eclectic facts. Watford visit Emirates Stadium. Today, as a Premier League top four team, the Hornets have been the revelation of the season so far, winning all of their opening four league fixtures plus another away to Reading in the Carabao Cup and drawing 1-1 at Fulham last weekend to take their points total to 13 after six matches. That puts them a point above both Tottenham, who they lost to in a penalty shootout in the Carabao on Wednesday, and Arsenal. The Hertfordshire club have never finished in the top half of the Premier League. This is only their sixth season in the division. But after finishing bottom of the table on each of their first two Premier League participations in 1999, 2000 and 2006-2007, Watford are now enjoying an extended run among the elite, the longest since the 1980s when they spent six successive seasons in the old First Division. Promoted as Championship Runners-Up under current Fulham boss, Slavisa Djokanovic, in 2014-15, they have finished 13th, 17th and 14th in the past three seasons, all of them under different foreign managers, respectively Kike Sanchez-Flores, Walter Matsari, and Marco Silva, who was replaced midway through last season by current incumbent Javi Gracia. Watford began this season with a convincing 2 0 home win over Brighton. That was followed by a 3 1 victory at Burnley, the Hornets' first Premier League success on the road since last November, and remarkably, their first goals away from Vicarage Road under Javier Gracia, who was appointed on January 21st. Back to back 2 1 wins at home to Crystal Palace and Spurs maintained the team's 100% start, but that was ended by Manchester United at Vicarage Road. Watford were unlucky to lose against United, coming agonisingly close to equalising with the last kick of the game, and maybe also felt that they deserved more than a point last Saturday lunchtime in the rain at Craven Cottage, when Andre Gray's second goal in as many games was cancelled out in the second half by Alexander Mitrovic. Key to Watford's strong start to the campaign is the fact that they have taken the field for each of their opening six league games with the same starting eleven. A settled team is always a positive sign, and the Hornets fans will be hoping that the current success continues, perhaps even to the extent... That they can start to dream about seeing their club return to Europe for the first time in 37 years. The only previous continental campaign was in the 1982-83 UEFA Cup when Graham Taylor's side lasted three rounds before going out to Sparta Prague. <laughs>
2: 100 consecutive years in the top flight Socrates Life at the top Arsenal have spent 100 years at the very highest level of league football in this country but how did our players scale the heights to get to the top of their profession? We find out Words, Josh James When did you first want to become a footballer? I was very young I think about 9 years old that's when I started playing for small kids team but I liked football before that I started playing small sided games at that age, five aside or six aside. Soon after, I started playing with older players too. I was about 12 or 13 then. That team was called ERD, a local team in Kalamata, Greece, in the 8th Division. Were you a defender back then as well? No, I played in midfield and also up front when I was younger. I was bigger than the rest of the kids my age. I started there, but when I joined the young national team, at under 13 level, I think. They changed my position and I started to play as a defender. At the beginning it was difficult. It was different for me, but soon I grew to like it. Can you remember a big performance from your youth football days? We played every week. I can't remember a specific game, but we played every Saturday and I used to really look forward to the matches after training all week. I really loved it, every game. Did you play any other sports? Yes, for six or seven years I did athletics as well. I was also good at this, but football was really my thing. Do you have any family links to football? No, nothing. My father didn't play football. Nobody in my family did before me. I am the first. I just liked playing it as a kid and went into it. When I got a bit older, I said I wanted to do it more, but I obviously didn't know I would do it as a career. When did you sign your first pro contract? When I was 16 or 17, I came to AEK, and signed my first professional contract. That's when the dream started, but I still didn't know where I would end up. Do you remember your debut? Yes, I played at Gianina, the club where Mavropanos played, and I scored. I scored with my right foot, I think. It was in the cup, and we won 3-0. I was really nervous for that game. I was only 17, so to play my first game for a big team was a big moment for me. The stadium was full, I think about 12,000 and half of them would have been there supporting us, the away team, so the atmosphere was great. Who was there supporting you from your family? Everybody. When I was younger, just starting out, my father or my grandfather used to drive me to games and leave me there. Two hours later, he would pick me up, but as I got better, they started to stay at the games and watch me as well. What would you say has been the best moment in your career? I've had a lot. First of all, the titles I have won. Of course, one special moment is with the national team when we have won important games to qualify for the World Cup or European Championships. The game that comes to mind was in 2014 against Costa Rica to reach the quarter-finals. I scored in the last minute, in injury time, to take the game to extra time, but unfortunately we lost on penalties. I remember it well because everyone in Greece knew that as soon as we were knocked out, I was heading back home to get married, so they were saying I scored to delay my wedding. What has been your worst moment in football so far? There have been some bad moments, like everyone has in football. I can say my injuries have been the worst. Four years ago, when I broke my fibula at Dortmund, was a bad time for me. Also, losing finals with Dortmund was tough, and the important games with the national team when we failed to qualify for finals were hard to take as well. Do you still love football as much now as you did as a kid? It's different now. It's much more serious now, and of course it was better when I was young. You don't have the same stress. You don't have the same rules. But also this is the best I can do with my life. Playing football is the best, and that's what I love. Would you encourage your children to go into football? Honestly, I don't know. If they like to play, they can play. But if you think out of 100 kids that want to play football... Maybe only one or two will be good enough. I don't know if my kid would like to try all of the difficult moments you need to go through to become a footballer. Everybody on the outside of the sport says professionals take a lot of money and have a good life, but it's not always like that. It's not as easy as you think it will be when you start out. Football can give you bad moments too. You probably have more moments that are difficult when you are under pressure than you have good moments. You have to be very strong mentally, not listen to what people are saying outside the sport. And maybe in future that will be even harder with more social media, more coverage. Everybody thinks he's a coach. Everybody thinks they are a Messi or a Ronaldo. I don't know what it will be like in future, but this is a warning. I have two kids, one daughter, one son, and what I want for them most of all is to have good health. <laughs>
5: Match Action, Wednesday, September 26th, 2018, 19.45, Emirates Stadium, Caribou Cup, 3rd round, attendance 49,586, Arsenal 3, Brentford 1, Match Stats, Total Shots, Arsenal 13, Brentford 14, Shots on Target, Arsenal 6, Brentford 5, Corners, Arsenal 9, Brentford six Offsides Arsenal five, Brentford two Fouls Arsenal ten, Brentford six Possession Arsenal fifty one percent, Brentford forty nine percent, ref Mike Dean Arsenal goal scorers 5 five thirty seven Lacazetti ninety plus two Brentford goal scorer judge fifty eight. Arsenal team number 19 Leno number 12 Lichtsteiner; number 20 Mustafi number 16 Holding number 18 Monreal number 29 Gwendouzi number 4 El Neni substitute 84th minute number 55 Smith Rao substitute 64th minute number 17 Iwobi, number seven, Mkhitaryan substitute, seventy fifth minute, number twenty three, Welbeck, substitutes, number nine, Lacazetti sixty fourth minute, number eight, Ramsey, eighty fourth minute, number thirteen, Martinez, number forty nine, Nicotia, number thirty one, Kosalniak, number eleven, Torriera, seventy fifth minute. Number two, Bellerin, Brentford team. Number twenty eight, Daniels. Number two, Odubaju, substitute, sixty fourth minute. Number twenty three, Janvier. Number twenty six, Kunsa. Number twenty nine, Barbette. Number nineteen, Sawyers. Number twelve, Mokochu. Number eight, Yenaris, substitute, seventy second minute. Number eighteen, Judge. Number eleven, Watkins. Substitute, seventy ninth minute. Number seven, Carnos. Substitute, seventy fourth minute. Substitutes: Number one, Bentley. Number four, McLeod. Number six, Mepham Number nine, Malpey. Seventy fourth minute. Number ten, MacAcrean. Number twenty one, Ben Rama. Seventy ninth minute. Number 22, Dalsgaard, 64th minute. First half, Unai Emery made nine changes to the team that beat Everton, retaining Nacho Monreal and Shokran Mustafi for his first taste of League Cup action at Arsenal. And his much changed side got off to a superb start when Danny Welbeck headed home Mateo Guendozzi's cross after just five minutes. Half an hour later, it got even better for the hosts. Welbeck netted again, his fourth of the season so far, when he tapped home a flowing move that had begun with goalkeeper Bernd Leno passing out to Stefan Lichsteiner in defence. Henrique Mkhitaryan carried the ball forward, fed Monreal, and he teed up Welbeck in front of goal. Second half. The Championship side came right back into the game before the hour mark. Alan Judge curled home a superb 20-yard free kick, and with extra time now scrapped in this competition, Brentford were one goal away from forcing a penalty shootout. Emery introduced Alexandre Lacazette, and it was the French striker who finally sealed the win in injury time. He tucked home after receiving the ball from fellow sub Lucas Torriera, and last season's runners up are often running in the Caribou Cup again, with our sixth consecutive win in all competitions. 3. Welbeck became the first Premier League player to score in three different club competitions this season, Premier League, League Cup and Europa League. 31. Arsenal are unbeaten in their last 31 home league cup ties against sides from outside the top flight. 18. Emile Smith-Rao made his first senior start for the club at the age of 18.
3: Teens. Teens Officials Referee Anthony Taylor Assistant Referees Gary Bezik Neil Davies Fourth Official Martin Atkinson Arsenal Head Coach Unai Emery Red shirts With white sleeves White shorts Red and white socks Number 1 Goalkeeper Petra Cech Number 2 Hector Bellerin Number 4 Mohamed El Neni Number 5 Socrates Papastathopoulos Number 6 Lorraine Kozilny Number 7 Henrik Mkhitaryan Number 8 Aaron Ramsey Number 9 Alexandre Lacazette Number 10 Mesut Erzil Number 11 Lucas Torreira Number 12, Stefan Lichsteiner. Number 14, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Number 15, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Number 16, Rob Holding. Number 17, Alex Iwobi. Number 18, Nacho Monreal. Number 19, goalkeeper Bernd Leno. Number 20, Shakodran Mustafi. Number 23, Danny Welbeck. Number 25, Carl Jenkinson. Number 26, goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez. Number 27, Konstantinos Marrapanos Number 29, Matteo Guendozi Number 31, Sead Kolesinach Number 34, Granit Zaka. Number 49, Eddie Encatea, number 55, Emile Smith Rowe. Watford, manager Javier Gracia, black and yellow striped shirts, black shorts, and socks with yellow trim. Number one, goalkeeper Joralio Gomez. Number two, Darryl Yanmat. Number three, Miguel Britos. Number four, Eunice Kabul. Number five, Sebastian Prodal. Number six, Adrian Mariapa Number seven, Gerard Dreylafeu. Number eight, Tom Cleverly. Number nine, Troy Deeney. Number ten, Isaac Success. Number eleven, Adam Massina. Number twelve, Ken Samer. Number fourteen, Nathaniel Chalaboa. Number fifteen, Craig Cathcart. Number sixteen, Abduloue Ducour Number seventeen, Adalberto Penaranda. Number eighteen, Andre Gray. Number nineteen, Will Hughes. Number twenty, Domingos Quina. Number twenty one, Kiko Feminia. Number twenty four. Marvin Ziegler, number twenty three, Mark Navarro, number twenty four, Ben Wilmot, number twenty five, Jose Holabas, number twenty six, goalkeeper Ben Foster, number twenty seven, Christian Cabaselle, number twenty nine, etienne Capoue, number thirty, goalkeeper Pontus Dalberg, number thirty three, Stefano Akaka. Number 37, Roberto Pereira. Fixtures. Today's other fixtures, 3pm unless stated. West Ham United v Manchester United, 12.30pm. Everton v Fulham. Huddersfield v Tottenham Hotspur. Manchester City v Brighton and Hove Albion. Newcastle United v Leicester City. Wolverhampton Wanderers v Southampton, Chelsea v Liverpool, (laughs) 5.30pm.
1: Invented in the lab, proven on the pitch. Fuel like the Gunners. Gatorade, number one sports drink in the world. The official sports drink of Arsenal Football Club. Science paradise,
5: above and below the Indian Ocean. From crystal clean waters and coral reefs to pristine beaches and spectacular resorts. Choose from four destinations in the Indian Ocean on Emirates.com. Emirates.
0: Vitality. Health and life insurance. Health and life insurance with up to 50% off monthly gym membership. A joining fee will apply. Vitality.co.uk/slash rewards. Official wellness partner, Arsenal, Vitality. 50% off with Vitality Health Plans. 40% off with Vitality Life Plans with Vitality Optimizer or Wellness Optimizer for an additional £3.80 per month. Minimum monthly premiums and further terms and conditions apply. Virgin Active flexible individual monthly membership. Excludes Virgin Active, Chiswick Riverside Health and Racket Club. Nuffield Health Fitness and Wellbeing Clubs applies to one-month contracts. Visit vitality.co.uk gym for further details and participating gyms across the National Vitality Partner Gym Network. Vitality Health and Vitality Life are trading names of Vitality Corporate Services Limited, which is authorized and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.
6: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more